Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. Can I just touch a minute on that scripture she read about standing in the gap? My God, he's calling, he's calling the prayer warriors. He's trying to awaken intercessors. He's calling the intercessors, y'all. He's calling people to pray, to stand in the gap for this nation. I believe he's calling the church to wake up. He's calling intercessors in the church to wake up. They're asleep, and now's not the time to be sleeping. Awake, awake, you intercessors. Come on, church. It's time to pray. Can I just say, it's time to pray. If there's ever a need for the church to be praying, it's right now. Amen? Can I just try to stir somebody up to prayer? I'm telling you, I had, a, I had somebody, well, I'm just going to say it, I'm just going to bust her out. Jennifer said she saw a wall, and engraved on that wall was the brand, what was the brand? Powerless. Powerless. And that brand on that wall, was the brand was against the church. And Satan has deemed the church powerless. And I believe right now is is. The church has become powerless. It's become impotent. And it's because people have got off the wall. We've got off the wall and we're just living our lives, going on about our business. And because of that, the church is powerless. It's time to get back up on the wall. Getting on the wall means getting back to prayer. It's time for the watchman to wake up and start praying, start paying attention, start listening, start seeing because things are happening. The church is powerless. It's time that we pray. That has nothing to do with what I had to talk about tonight. But gosh, that, that, me and Jennifer before church were talking about that. And I do believe the only way that wall is going to come down and that brand will become diminished is when the church starts praying. The church has got to come back to prayer. That's where your power is, is in prayer. Come on, we need to find altars in our homes and we need to find altars at the church. One more time again, come back to prayer. Come back to power. We're not going to tear those kingdoms down any other way but through power in prayer. Amen. Oh, Jesus, we need to preach on prayer. Amen, but that's not what I have tonight. Thank you, Jesus. I, got, I didn't know how long. Uh, I thought she'd be a lot longer than that. I love you, Jody. You're amazing. Uh, I'm just, I, I uh, let me just tell you, can I just be real? Uh, I only am here out of obedience. Now I'm going to cry. Um, last week, I don't know what day it was, but I was in prayer and in my spirit, I felt that I needed, I, I just, I don't know how, you know, words, you, it's just the spirit. You just know. It's just an unction. And I knew he wanted me to say yes to teaching again. Um, he wanted me, and other than any other way, but just come before you. I don't know why, I, 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 I don't know why, but I said yes. And so I immediately went to him and said, you got anybody for next Wednesday night? 
And he said, no, and I said, okay, I'll take it. I didn't have nothing. You know, usually when I say, when I come or I say something I want to teach or I want to preach, it's because I got something. You know, you got something, and you're like, okay, pastor, I need, I, give, me, give me a place. Well, this time I didn't have anything. I did it out of sheer obedience. And can I tell you, I've been sweating, I've been praying, I've been digging, I've been looking. I'm like, I ain't got nothing. I don't have anything. I would look, I would search, and I just wanted, you know, that feeling of, ooh, that's it. Mm, that's it. Go for it. And I, it, it, it didn't happen. It really ain't happened to this point, y'all. <laughs> but... <laughs> sheer obedience and I kept coming back to something and I kept coming back to something and I said okay I'm just running with it we're just gonna run with it and I kept coming back to maturity maturity in the body of Christ I'm telling you talking about power talking about the church being powerless maybe the church is also powerless because we're immature because we're still acting like kids we're still acting like children and he's not going to hand power to children. He's not going to hand his power to immature people. It's just, that's kind of like you giving your two-year-old the keys to the car. It's insane. Who does that? Well, he's even more particular than we are. Amen? So I'm going to look at some scriptures. If you want to go with me to Ephesians 4 and 11. How many of the love the Word of God? I mean, how many of you love, absolutely are in love with the Word of God? It is food to your soul. It is fuel to your being. It is fuel to your spirit. You love the Word of God. You can't get in it. You can't wait to get in it, eat it. Just, it's the Word of God. You got to fall in love with the Word, people. You got to fall in love with the word, open it up and say, God, I got to have it. I got to have it. The word is a lamp unto my feet. It's a light unto my path. Without it today, I won't know where to step because it's not lighting my step up. Amen. It's a light unto my path. It's the word of God. Amen. I love the word. Everybody holler that out. I love the word. Amen. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Ephesians 4 and 11 is where we're going to start. And he himself, he himself, talking about Christ, gave some to... Can I just back up? Let's just back up to seven. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. It says, and then it goes on. It's kind of like a little, little... Uh, it's funny how... Let's just read it. Y'all get what I'm talking about. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now this, he ascended, what does it mean but the, that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. So he descended first, but while he was ascending, he stopped back by the church. And he handed out gifts to the church amazing gifts to the church. Why did he stop back by the church on his way on up? Because he wanted the church to be mature. Because he wanted the church to be built up. 
and left on their own, they would be kind of like the Corinthians, running around immature with a bunch of, with a bunch of power gifts that he, we talked about last seven weeks. Amen? A bunch of immature Christians running around with, with uh, power gifts in complete immaturity, and it was a total mess. Amen? So Jesus stopped back by the church, and he handed out some gifts. Amen. So these gifts are here in verse 11. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. That's great. We're not going to go into them, but one day we need to break all them down and find out just what are they for, uh, just what are their operations. Amen. But what are they for is what we're going to talk about today. Okay. Verse 12. For the equipping of the saints. Say, that's me. Yeah. For the equipping of the saints, for work, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a what? Perfect man. We're going to discuss that. To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children. <laughs> Oh, children. What do children do? They're tossed about to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. My gosh. But speaking the truth in love, may what? Grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working, by to the effective working by which every part does its share. Y'all got to get that. Causes what? Growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. These are some amazing scripture. But what's best of all and uh, most amazing to me is that he sent all five of these offices into the church to grow you up. And you need all of them. So anybody that tells you, these, look at these scriptures now, Jesus came back up to put these in the body so that they would grow up, so he could equip them, so he could grow them up. So if anybody tells you that there's not apostles now, there's not prophets now, that's not, that's not correct according to this scripture. I need an apostle in my life. I needed a, we need, Life Church needs an apostle speaking into this body to grow this body up. How many of you know it starts with me individually? I want to be under all five offices so that me as a Christian can mature. Then we need all five offices operating in this house at points in time so we can grow as a body. And this happens all over the world to the main body of Christ. Amen? That's the scripture. I mean, it's black and white, right? We'll move right along. Okay, go back up to 12 for the equipping. Equipping is katartismos, K-A-T-A-R-T-I-S-M-O-S, if anybody's writing that down, because you probably couldn't have spelled it from the way I said it. It means, listen to this definition, a making fit, preparing, training, maturing, making fully Qualified for service. That's the definition of equipped. Yeah. 
So for the equipping, other translations probably use other of them words. Equipping. So the first thing he says is, I'm going to give you all five gifts so I can equip you. So he can equip me individually, and then he can equip Life Church. And this is all I'm going to talk about. We're going to look at ourselves individually, and then we're going to look at Life Church as a whole, because that's who he's put us over. Amen? So, so it, if I break this down and say, because this is what I like to do, so he gave me all five offices to equip me, to make me fit. Did y'all write down the definition? Use the definition. So he gave me, I need to be under all five of these offices. So why? So he can make me fit. So he can prepare me. So he can train me. So he can mature me. So he can make me fully qualified for service. Amen? For service. Did you realize that each one of you have a service to do? I mean, ain't everybody going to be in the pulpit, right? It's kind of like it makes me think of the scriptures in um, 1 Corinthians 12 where he talks about the body. And can't everybody be a mouth? Wouldn't that look weird? Can't everybody be the eyes? For there, if everybody was an eye, then where would the hearing be? Right? So he's... So that's what I'm thinking about when I hear this now. I think he, everybody, remember the scripture? It, it said a while ago, every joint supplies. We need everybody doing their thing. <laughs> Amen? And can I just say, every one of you have a ministry? Every one of you have a ministry. The Bible, let me just, the Bible says in, uh, let me think, I think it's 2 Corinthians 5 and 18. You can jot that scripture down. But it tells us in, in that scripture that everyone is called to the ministry of reconciliation. Everyone. So no matter if you have a ministry that has a name that you're used in this body, uh, say, oh, you're on the praise team, <laughs> you're a preacher, you're a teacher. Well, guess what? You are a minister of reconciliation. You are called and qualified to reconcile somebody to God. And guess what? That's a real big calling. But guess what? You, you, you'll be qualified when you get up under the fivefold offices and be equipped to do it. You need to be equipped. You don't just need to be running around there and say, Ah! reconcile somebody back to Jesus and you don't have a clue what you're talking about you got to be equipped you have to be prepared you have to be trained I mean my lord we do it and everything else right I mean in in all other businesses they surely train their people to do what it is they're called to they're employed to do right so why should it be any different in the kingdom do you train your kids? Did you train your kid to use the bathroom? It was tough, wasn't it? But you did. Why? Why did you do it? Because you know that they had to mature. <laughs> you didn't want them to be 12. And you, we'll leave that alone. You just know what I'm talking about, right? For the equipping of the saints for what? Here it is. For the work, everybody say work. I know you don't like that word, and I know everyone's running around and everything's grace and everything's, but there is work. That's right, yeah. 
What he preached on the other day, faith without is what? Dead. Can I say faith without works is immaturity? Amen. So, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry. So immediately, immediately, once you're born again, you start getting under a ministry, pastor especially, pastor's usually first. You get under him, why? So he can quit, equip me to do the work that I've been called to do. Amen? Amen? We're born into the kingdom and then immediately, okay, Cody, you're called to reconcile somebody back to Jesus. So let me train you, son, in how to do that. Amen? Amen? Let me train you, Jody, how to do that. And how do you do that? I'm going to put an apostle in your life to speak into you. I'm going to put a prophet in your life. I'm going to put an evangelist going to come along, and then I'm going to pet a pastor. And then there's going to be a teacher. And all these people are going to be pouring into you, preparing you, training you. For why? For a work that you're called to do. Amen? Amen? Aren't you glad somebody was trained and reconciled, helped reconcile you back to Jesus? I am. Amen. This is good stuff. For the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. Then he goes on and say, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So here, individually, he's working on the saints. And he's equipping the saints. He's preparing the saints, training the saints. And then he goes into edifying the body of Christ. How many of you know we are the body of Christ? Jesus is the head and we're the body. That's, that's scripture. Uh, should I throw you some out there? Uh, Ephesians 1, 22 and 23, and also Ephesians 4 and 15 is just some scriptures that tells you that Jesus is the head of the body, but we are the body. So he tells us now that these fivefold ministries are put in the body of Christ to edify the body of Christ. To what? What is edify? Build up. Write that down. Edifying of the body of Christ. Edify means to instruct and improve, to build and establish. And every time I look for it, run it, run it reference, run it on down, run it on down, it always came back to build. To build the body of Christ. And when I think sometimes of building a body, I think of a bodybuilder. Right? And what do bodybuilders do? They eat correctly. They eat correctly and they exercise and they weight lift. How many of you have been able to handle any weight here lately? Have you ever been in a service and the preacher preach a word and you walk out and you just go, that's heavy. Oh, Jesus, I don't know about that. Anybody ever walk out and say, oh, Jesus, I'm going to chew on that one a little while. Heavy. Or you go through some things and you wonder, why am I going through it? This is hard. You pump an iron. You pump an iron. Amen? But we're just going to bring it down to the fivefold ministry, people in our lives. Has anybody ever come up to you personally in your life and give you a, a maybe correction? Is that a good word for it? Anybody ever been corrected? In, not in your life, but in, in church, through a, a 
father or sister or mother. You know what I mean? That's all part of bodybuilding. It's not part of tearing down. If you think it's tearing down, then you have a misconception of what's going on here. Because a father corrects. Amen? We ain't going there. But a father corrects. And sometimes that correction's hard. Sometimes it's heavy on me, but if I lift it, we'll be guaranteed to know that I'm building my body. I am, I am building my body. Amen? This is such good stuff. I love the Word. Say, I love the Word. I love the Word. It's amazing. The Word builds me. And He's put these people in my life to take this, all five offices, take this, and build you with it, and grow you up with it, with the Word, in love. It's so awesome. Isn't it awesome? Everybody wants to grow up. Everybody wants to grow up, but we have to realize and understand that you are on an island on your own. <laughs> and you don't grow up without these five. If I could just get you to wrap your mind around the fact that these five ministries need to be in my life need to be operating in my life. Amen? Yeah. It's so clear. Amen? Uh, moving. Amen. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Okay. <clears throat> so we know it's for the equipping of the saints. Say, that's me. And edifying the body. That's us. That's life church. We're just going to keep it there right now. Okay? Um, 13. Till we all come... To the unity of the faith. What does unity mean to you? Think to yourself. What does unity mean to you? Does unity mean one? Oneness? Let me tell you. Um, a lot of people confuse unity, oneness, with sameness. Don't mistake Oneness with sameness. Does that, uh, uh, I can't think of a better word. That's not what he's talking about. We're not talking about we all dressed alike, we all look alike, we all act alike. It's not talking about that. It's talking about unity. Oneness in the faith. Oneness in the faith. And my faith, <coughs> let me just tell you, I, we got a whole lot of doctrines out there. Well, let me talk, uh, denominations. There's a lot of denominations out there. But you know, there is one common thread in all of them. And it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's, it's Jesus, it's the blood of Jesus, and it's the cross of Calvary. If you can just narrow it back down to that and keep the sinner the sinner, then we all can become one in the faith. I don't, just because you have a different denomination and you have different doctrines, and I would say doctrines of men that's different from me, don't make me separate from you in faith. Because my faith is based on Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Paul said, all I preach is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Why? Because that's what makes me one in faith with you. You might have different things. You might have a little different outer things, 
All of us do, even Life Church. But that doesn't negate the fact that we can all be one in the faith. So he takes the fivefold ministry, and let's just keep it down to Life Church, okay? He's talking about the body of Christ, and, and I'm responsible for Life Church, okay? So when we're talking about Life Church, and he says he's going to, till we all come to the unity of faith, until I can get everyone in here realizing that we can be one in the doctrine of Jesus Christ. As long as I get you to believe in that Jesus Christ came to save your soul, that he died on a cross, amen? Till we all come to that. And that's why apostles come into my life to teach Jesus. Prophets come into my life to speak into my life where the base of it is Jesus Christ and him crucified. Pastors, teachers, evangelists, all in the oneness of faith. I mean, I don't care. You can go to every, how many of you drive from Allah and how many churches do you pass when you drive here? You know they're around. There's a bunch of them. But I can almost guarantee you, and I say almost because they're, I, don't, I just can say almost, I'm not going to 100%. Guarantee you that there's a bloodline that runs through all of them. That's the same. And if we could just get back to that, what unity would there be and what could we do as a whole? But I'm not going to get off on that. That's the thought for you to chew on. Amen? So till we all come, till everybody, I'm working, we're working, we're working to mature you. I want to, uh, our desire is to mature you to understand and stand up and not be swayed with every doctrine that comes along. To, to stand up as a mature Christian and say, you know what? It's Jesus Christ and him crucified, saved my soul, washed me, cleansed me, and because of the cross of Calvary, my gosh, let's just keep it like it is. If we could just keep it that simple till we could all come to the faith, till I could see you grow up and stand and your foundation is on Jesus Christ and him crucified. And you become mature. And once you become mature, then you start bearing fruit. And then somebody can come eat of your fruit. And that fruit will encourage them. Amen. Oh, Jesus, this is good stuff. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and till we all come of the knowledge of the Son of God. There it is. Kind of back, just, I done said it. What else is there to say? Knowledge of who? The Son of God, Jesus Christ. And what did He do? And what did He do for you? And once I start knowing that, sometimes we're drawn by the Spirit and we repent because we feel conviction in our life. But from that moment on, I need to know who did that for me. I need to know Him. So that's why I have to... the body is so important. It's so important. It's for the body. It's till we all come together as one and we are all knowing Jesus. And do you know we never keep learning about him? There's so much about him we don't know. Really? There's so much about him we do not know. 
God help us if we ever think we've ever arrived at some place. <laughs> Amen. Jesus, I love you. And of the knowledge of the Son of God to a what? Perfect man. That translates to a mature man. It don't mean perfect as, you know, I've checked off all the list and I'm perfect. Uh-uh. It means mature. It means complete. How many of you know the five-fold ministry is to come in and speak into your life? And some of the maturing process is the correction process, is the revealing process, is the reproofing process. Because how can I ever know that, Shelly, you're not quite complete because there's this in your life. Amen? And I can't become complete if that's not revealed in my life. He'll do the revealing from this. He'll re do revealing from preaching. He'll do revealing from teaching. How many of you ever been sat in a class and, and you walk out and say, Oh, Jesus, i got to go home and correct some stuff. Amen? That's what this is talking about. That's why this stuff is in your life. So for me to say that I don't... I don't want to step on your message, but for me to say that I don't need to come to church and I don't need to be up under all this is to say that I'm perfect as I am. Amen. Just as I am. <laughs> ah, Jesus. You see it? Do you see it? Sometimes uh, you got a, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Amen. To a perfect man, to a mature man, his full intention, his full intention. Jesus was on his way up, stopped by the church and said, I got some gifts to give you and these gifts are going to grow you up. How many of you ever have looked at your pastor and said, what a gift? Oh, be real. You might have thought something else. But really, anytime a teacher is up there, are you sitting there thinking, wow, what a gift. He's so good to me. He gave me this gift. Do you look at it that way? Or did you just come tonight thinking somebody's going to teach tonight? It's a gift. I've been given a gift. Kamal, you're a gift to the body of Christ. And we need to see you as that. You do you know that if you realize that it's a gift given, how many like getting gifts? Don't lie now. Don't you lie. You in the church house. We all like getting gifts. I like getting gifts. If I know that I'm gonna get a gift, I'm gonna be in the spot where they where they want me at, huh? Oh, be, be, be at the Mexican restaurant at this time. It's your birthday and you're gonna get gifts. I'm gonna be there. Yeah. Why? Because you like gifts. And you want to receive that gift. Do you come to church that way? Sunday morning, I get to receive a gift. And that gift is whoever, whoever is in the pulpit. Whoever. Some of us got favorite gifts. I can't. I got the pulpit tonight. 
but it's whoever is in the gift, whoever is in the pulpit. And whoever is in the pulpit is a gift to you at that moment. And you need to come to receive with excitement that there's a gift going to be given to me. And that gift, and greater than that, is that gift is to mature me. It's to build me. It's to feed me. <laughs> That's good. That's good stuff. It's really good. I mean, your whole perceptive Sunday, your whole perception Sunday morning is going to change. Yeah. Amen. Cherish, you are a gift to the body of Christ. And don't let any devil or anybody tell you anything different. You're a gift. And we love gifts at Life Church. Amen? Everybody say that. We love gifts at Life Church. My goodness, this good stuff. To a perfect man, here, here, here's one for you. To the measure of the stature of the fullness. My gosh, that's a mouthful, isn't it? To the measure, to the stature, and the fullness of Christ. Now get this. Jesus, on his way up, stopped by the church to give me gifts to make me like him. It's the whole purpose. My maturity is to be like Jesus. So my measurement, anybody ever measured your kids on the wall at home? You know, a little mark. So next year you can go back and say, oh, look how much you've grown. Amen? And so this is what we do. We measure among ourselves. Amen? We, uh, come on, be real. Because I can look at somebody in the church and say, Whoo, I am so mature. But then we'll look at somebody else. How many of you have ever been on this side? Probably we do the other more, but we find somebody else and say, Man, I got so far to go. And we get discouraged. And we want to quit. And we don't want to hear it no more. Because I'll never be like Shelly. My goodness, man, she can just throw scriptures out there and she can just make it real. And I'm like, Can't, uh, John 3.16 says what? Amen? And so because we compare ourselves among ourselves, it's not wise, the Bible says, at all. Because if you're going to measure, okay, if we're going to measure... It says here that who's our measuring? And Jesus was what? The Word. Amen? So if Jesus, if, if, if my purpose is to be the fullness and the stature and the measure, the measurement is Jesus, the fullness is Jesus, the stature is Jesus, then He's the standard. Amen? I'm not the standard. He's not the standard. We're just gifts to help us all get to the standard. Amen? And this is the standard. Jesus is the word. And if somebody, and what we do as gifts, we just open up the standard and show you the standard. That's good. That is good, Kamal. Yes, it is. 
I do say so myself. Why? Because it's the Word. I love the Word. I love the Word. Amen. And Jesus is the Word. And my goal and desire is to meet that standard. My goal and desire till the day I die or rapture out of here will still be He's the standard. Striving, passionate to come to that standard. Why do we want to do this? Because I want to reconcile somebody back to Him. And they're not going to run to Jesus if they see Patty. Believe me. If all they see is me and who Patty is, they ain't going to be running nowhere. Right? They're not impressed with Patty. They're impressed with Jesus. And they want to see Jesus. And they want to run to Jesus. And I'm to be that standard. That's real. That's the word. Mm, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. What time is it? Oh, my gosh, y'all. To a perfect man. That we should no longer be children. No longer be babies. (coughs) Sorry. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. That's one thing about babies. That's one thing about, and not even babies. Because you know you'll put up with it with a baby. Let me just make this clear. You put up with immaturity in babies. Amen? And it's the fivefold ministry's place to grow you up. But there's got to be a time of maturity. How many, how many ever, don't say no names and don't look nowhere, but have you ever been around a 30-year-old that acts so immature, you're like, geez, do you know how old you are? Amen? Anybody know anybody like that? 35 years old and you still acting like that? Come on. That's what to immaturity. You're still tossed around with all the doctrines. You're here. You're there. Oh, they teach this. Oh, oh, they're teaching this. Oh, I heard this on the radio. And did you know? It, tossed with every doctrine not rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ. So when a doctrine that sounds real good comes my way, I'm still steady. I'm not running. I'm not going to run to that. Why? Because I know the Word. I know the Word. And what does the Word say? Amen? I do believe that this is why there's... And I don't do, if you're anybody in here that has come here lately, don't take this as any way. But I do believe that that's why we got so many just hopping around from church to church is because they're tossed and they're immature and they're only running to what feels good at the moment, what pleases me at the moment. Your kids do that? Your kids want all the time. What do you want? What do you want? Always wanting something. Always wanting something. Always looking for something. Always here. Always there. Babies do that. Babies can be swayed any way, but mature people don't do that. 
Mature people get somewhere, get rooted and grounded, and know the word and grow up in the word. Amen? It's the whole purpose of him giving this to the church so we're not tossed around. If you can be easily tossed, deception will come in, and before you know it, you'll be believing something way off the wall, and everybody be wondering, where are you at? And may I just add, I hope I'm not coming from stealing from you, but may I just ask, as the day approaches, the Bible said, deception will be more and more. And before long, you don't even think you need to go to the house of God. That's all I'm going to say on that because I'm running out of time. No longer, child, no longer children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine. Do you know there's a bunch of them out there? And they're, they're winds. They're just, they're fleeting. Mm, Jesus. Tossed about with every wind of doctrine by trickery of men. Mm, Jesus. By trickery of men in the cunning, craftiness, and deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head. Christ, from whom the whole body, say that's us, from whom the whole body joined and knit together. Do you feel like you're a part? Do you feel like you're a part? His goal is to grow you up in a body, join us and knit us together as a body. Amen? So what? Joined and knit together by every joint supplies. Amen? According to the effective working by which every part does its share. It causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Can I tell you? One thing that it says here that causes this body to grow is when everybody's doing their part. When everybody is working together, growing together, fit together, building together, it makes the whole body grow. Amen? Can I just tell you the passion um, let me have a set. To see God move on the level that we want to see him move on has to come through a mature body. It has to come through a healthy body and a mature body. A body that is strong. Amen? You can't operate... What are we going to do? What would we do if Sunday morning 300 people came in and got saved? Are we as a body mature enough to handle it? Are we strong enough to handle it? Because, can, can I just say that one man can't do it and according to this is not supposed to do it on his own? He's here 
to make you strong so that you can do the work. Is that what I just read? Are we strong enough? Are we mature enough? Come on, be real about it. I'm talking about as a body. I'm not talking about just you yourself. Could you have, if we were to walk up to you and say, Kim, we had 300 souls saved Sunday, and you're responsible for 25 of them. I want you to minister to them. I want you to, it's your work. I want you to nurture them. I want you to help them. I want you to be there for them. What if each one of us was responsible for 25? Whole body, knit together. Everybody doing their part to be strong, to work in the ministry of reconciliation. This is good stuff. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Can I just pray? Father, we love you so much, and we love your word. It's your word, Father God, that builds us. It's your word that teaches us. Father, we thank you for the word that you just, you just laid out there tonight. Father, and our desire is to be mature. Father, our desire is to know you more, is to come in oneness of the faith of Jesus Christ. Jesus, we want to be like you. Jesus, we want to stand and be in the fullness of who you are. Grow us up. Grow us up. We don't want to be babies. We don't want to be immature children running around up and down, in and out. But we want to be mature. We want to stand side by side, hooked together, knit together. Father God, help us to supply everything that's needed in this body. Father, I pray over this body right now, God, that no joint lacks, that no person lacks, Father. Father, I pray right now, God, that they come up, that they come up to the standard, Father, and we all supply the need, God, that you can pour your spirit out, God, that you would send revival. We want to see souls one into the kingdom. We thank you for it, Father. We give you glory for it in Jesus' name. Hey, y'all, it is 8 o'clock. I love y'all. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.